Hello, everyone. Welcome back, uh, Electric World Session listeners. Appreciate it. Hope uh, 2021 is uh, treating you well. Uh, uh, we have said goodbye to 2020. Uh, even on the New Year's uh, Chinese New Year's calendar, uh, the New Year's just started on February the 12th. So, Happy New Year's again uh, for the Chinese New Year's and the. Uh... <laughs> so. Uh, we have a great guest today. Uh, we'll get to her uh, shortly. And uh, in the meantime, I would just like to, uh, you know, give a word from our from our sponsor, and that's uh, Flow Surf Skates. Uh, Flow Surf Skates break the mold of traditional skateboards. Our unique surf skate trucks are spring loaded to create smooth and flowing turns that replicate the feeling of surfing in the ocean. Whether you are a carver, cruiser, pumper or ditch our surf skates will transform the way that you ride flow surf uh, is where you can go and, and check out the boards. They have about, I think three or four different ones. I have one. Um, I love it. Uh, it takes a little, about a couple weeks to get used to, to riding. And if you can find some downhill um, um, areas, uh, that's what, where it really replicates surfing and, uh, and even snowboarding. So it's awesome. Uh, and in the meantime, I'd like to share a few fun facts uh, with everyone, uh, just some little bits of information. Uh, sitting all day, what does sitting all day do, your do to your body? The average person now spends almost 10 hours a day sitting. Uh, so what does, all, what, do, what does all that sitting do to your body? And what can you do to counteract the damage? Here are the facts from physical therapist Dr. Dan Giordano. First, simply put, sitting shuts down your glutes. Those are the muscles in your rear end, and they're important for maintaining balance. But when you sit on those muscles and compress and deactivate them, and that increases your risk for feeling pain. Because when your rear end muscles aren't working efficiently, it means all the surrounding muscles need to compensate, and that can cause distress injuries, Dr. Giordano says. And that is why your hips and lower back may feel sore after, sitting, after hours of sitting because you're making your smaller oblique and flexor muscles working harder. And over time, more sitting leads to increasingly weaker muscles and a higher risk for chronic pain throughout your body. The good news, Dr. Giordano says that the best way to avoid all those problems is to simply exercise and spend at least 15 minutes a day focusing on, on moves that strengthen your glutes and core, including squats, lunges, and leg lifts. Even squeezing your glute muscles while you sit can help because the stronger your glutes and core, the more protection you'll have against the damage of sitting. So uh, for those people, you know, working from home, COVID, um, you know, strengthen those glutes and get that core strong uh, to avoid some problems with your back. Uh, another, another fun thing here is how do dogs show love? Your dog is showing you love. You just need to know how to read the signs. Uh, this comes from a neuroscientist, Dr. Gregory Burns, who wrote the book, How Dogs Love Us. Like there's a reason your dog wants to share your bed. Besides sleeping on 500 thread count sheets, it's because they're pack animals who sleep together for protection. So when your dog jumps in bed with you, it's her way of saying, I know you'll keep me safe tonight while we're sleeping, and I'll do the same for you. 
What about when your dog brings you their favorite toy covered in slobber? Consider it like your boyfriend giving you a jewelry box from Tiffany's. If your dog brings you his favorite toy, he's trying to share one of his prized possessions with his favorite person. So as a slobbery as it is, play with your dog and that toy as a way of saying thank you. Then you know when your dog rests on your feet while you're reading, she's claiming ownership of you. And don't feel bad if your dog doesn't have a meltdown when you leave for work every day. He'll still miss you, but it's actually a good thing. It means your dog is comfortable and secure in your house and trusts you enough to to know you'll be back. So, uh, you know, play with your dog, even though the, uh, you know, the toys are all slobbery uh, and, you know, they just, uh, they just want to love you. So uh, that's the little fun facts for, for today's uh, episode starting into 2021. We just, uh, we're in the month of February, just had a, you know, President's Day, Valentine's Day. Uh, So it's been a, a, a great, a great month uh, year starting off um you know still a little bit of trepidation with people going out and so forth with the pandemic still going on but the vaccine is now out uh, a few and hopefully a few other uh, brands that will come out soon to help people not just in the u.s and all around the world who or some countries who haven't uh, who haven't received it yet but uh let's get over to our distinguished guest uh we have karen Van Endy, uh, and that's Karen with a C, listeners, not a K. And Karen, welcome to Electro World Podcast Show. Hey, thanks, Mac. Um, I appreciate the uh, kind introduction there, and I, I can really resonate with both those facts. We should have uh, prepped on our, our glute exercises during this call. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like, you know, your back goes out, and it's kind of like almost the end of the world sometimes, right? Can't move one inch. <laughs> Yeah, it's ter- exactly. yeah, it's terrible. So, yeah, get up and walk around if you're you know, work and uh, you know strengthen those glutes. Uh, so, well, thanks, so thanks Karen, for having me, Eric. Yeah, I'm super yeah, excited to be here. Yeah, you're welcome. And you know, your last name uh, it's spelled V A N E Y N D E, but it's Van Endy. Uh, is that mm-hmm. a, is that a Dutch name, um, or uh, where's yeah. that name from? I believe so. I, I kind of borrowed it for, for a few years. So uh, um, <laughs> I don't really know the actual background of it, but I, I, I've heard uh, from a story before that it was that it was Dutch. Okay, cool. Yeah, I have, uh, we have some nice Dutch friends. Hello to Amsterdam mm-hmm. and our friends in Holland who are listening. Uh, so um, yeah, I can't, I can't take credit for it. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> from Sweden, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, we have a, I have this good Swedish friend, Thomas. Yeah. He was at uh, our wedding, my, my wedding in, uh, yeah. in Mexico. Uh, so I'm sure, I'm sure you met them, Thomas. And I remember, yes. And uh, so, Karen, going over to a little, about, a little bit about what you do, uh, you know, for work. You're, you're, you're a VP branch manager for a financial service firm. Uh, here in the Valley and, you know, you lead a team of financial planners, you know, what have you seen during COVID has, has it been impacted, you know, that field that you're in? Yeah, I'd say, um, you know, 100%, I think, uh, you know, fear drives, you know, um, a lot of decision-making and all emotions tie into, you know, finances. Um, There's always a story behind, you know, why people have certain goals and, I think for us and in, in this industry and financial planning, it's just a matter of really connecting with intention 
um, to really understand people and um, understanding the maybe trials and tribulations that they're facing um, and just coming together as a, as a unified you know, world at this point, right? Um, we're all in very similar situations and faced with um, issues day in and day out from homeschooling to you know, maybe loss of a job. Uh, so it's, it's all about really, you know, connecting on the human element of things and, um, really connecting with intention. I'd say that that's probably the, um, key focus right now. All right. Nice. And, you know, I, I know that's kind of like your, your, your full-time, uh, role that you've been uh, in for a little bit, but I really want to, you know, I've heard some exciting news here. You started your own business, <laughs> right? And last yeah. last year in 2020, and can you tell us a little bit about the name of the company? I know it has to do a little bit with, with beards, right? Uh, for for, yeah, for men's beards and uh, the Basin Beard Company, correct? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, thanks, Mac. Um, you know, it's it's kind of funny how sometimes you know businesses come at the you know least um, you know your I would say the moment that you think that you wouldn't start a business during COVID, right. Um, is, you know, ever changing, you kind of shift your thoughts to, you know, what are my hobbies? What, what do I want to do that maybe I haven't had the time to, to really spend on before and taking the time to like, take a step back and, you know, meditate more and have time for yourself and, you know, truly find the time that maybe you lost in traveling to and from work or driving from, you know, task oriented um, lifestyle to, you know, when things are in lockdown, getting back to your hobbies, getting back to the things that um, inspire you. So, you know, I would say past like five, six years, started making soaps, mm -hmm. <laughs> scrubs, um, all, you know, natural products that, you know, you would know every ingredient for. And I just gave them away as gifts. That's really how I started. And then I met some beautifully bearded man. And um, although I don't have a beard myself, uh, he, he kind of inspired me to, uh, you know, create some beard oils like, hey, you know, you make all these great soaps. Why don't you make beard oils? So beard oils led to balms. Um, so, you know, I found that my, my calling was really beard balms because they're um, a little more dynamic than, a, than beard oil. Uh, I think they, they last longer, they're more conditioning, they can actually sculpt for those who have like maybe a mustache. Um, and for those who wear beard oil, although it's great if you're wearing a collared shirt, which a lot of financial professionals wear, you put that collared shirt on and you've got beard oil on your collared shirt. So uh, yeah. yeah, got into beard balm making and it's, uh, it's uh, up and coming and I'm excited to see you know what the future holds. So the birth of your business started during the pandemic, right? 2020. Mm -hmm. And how did you come up with the name Basin Beard Company? Well, um, I wish I could take the credit for it, but um, the bearded man who inspired me to go down this path, um, you know, he's an ideas man. He's known as, you know, the man with all ideas. So we were talking about, you know, as an Arizona native, um, you know, I wanted it to be you know, something that had to do with Arizona, so the basin. Um, and, you know, I felt like, you know, in COVID, everyone's either growing their hair out, experimenting with new colors, or they're growing out beards like they never have before. So, you know, now's the time. <laughs> yeah, nice. And so you, for all those like entrepreneurs out there who are thinking about, 
you know, starting their business, like you started last year, what, what's one thing that you could tell, tell them, you know, like it was a process pretty easy to, you know, to start launching your business, um, any hurdles or anything you could recommend to them? Um, yeah. So I, I think it's, you know, taking a, a step into, you know, we, when you're passionate about something and we often get overexcited and we want to move so fast and you often have to remind yourself that, you know, you know, you gotta, you gotta go slow to move fast. And there's so many steps and, you know, particular avenues you need to go through, but it's all worth it at the end of the day. You know, I've spent, you know, four or five months of just paperwork and planning and research and, you know, just meeting people. It's a relationship business, just like, you know, you know, very well, um, and, and, and what you do, Mac. And I think it's just all about, you know, building great relationships and doing the research, but then also giving yourself, you know, the, enough credit to know that we don't have to go fast. We'd rather go slow and do things the right way. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, being patient. Yeah. So it sounds like you did your due diligence, right. And, you know, building relationships, is definitely key. Uh, you never know who's going to, you know, want your product, right? Yeah. Uh, now for people to learn a little bit more about uh, your product or, you know, where they could go and, and shop, is it, can they purchase it online right now? Can, is there a particular different types of um, beard, beard bomb? Um, is there a more popular one um, of, of any of your products? Yeah, great question, um, Mac. I'd say, you know, right now I'm on Instagram. Uh, we do have four different scents. Um, the patchouli, which, of course, Arizona um, scents only. So Arizona-inspired scents, patchouli, juniper, chrysote, and then woodsman, which is somewhat of a cedar-type smell. Um, mm. So I'd say the, the most popular is the juniper. Um, it's a really strong um, juniper berry scent, but last you know many many hours and um i just get get the most compliments from the juniper but uh, i have people that'll order a couple of each um we also have like little sample sizes you could just you know have in your pocket for you know just like women like to reapply you know spritzers i'm sure men like the old travel <laughs> sizes of you know beard balm you never know right you might have come up with a last minute date and and want to you know look good so yeah sounds awesome like so for me i can't grow a beard right i just that's just the way i was i was i guess i was born not well i never developed a beard you could say (laughs) into a beard but not even a mustache uh kind of like whiskers (laughs) kind of funny but uh for can you use that balm the beard balm you said you could style mustaches Mm -hmm. could you technically put it in your hair too to maybe style yes. or, or or is it mainly just for beards and mustaches thick you know because mustaches? because it's all um you know it's made out of you know i think it's six six ingredients that everybody can pronounce you can use it in um you know just about anything uh you know women that i know are like man you need to make a scent for for women too because this is awesome so it, it helps, um, like if women are styling their hair and they get those flyaways, sometimes they get those little straggler hairs, mm-hmm. um, it'll tame it without weighing it down. Um, so for men, you know, we have a next door neighbor who I, I gave some to, he, he doesn't have a beard either, but he likes 
hair products that won't weigh it down, won't give you that stickiness or flakiness residue. Mm-hmm. Um, and he loves it. It shapes. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess I should recoin it as far as like beard balm slash hair balm, but you know, uh, we'll see where it, where it, where it goes, but. And so to, to look at your products, right. For the people to, uh, to see where, where would they go exactly? Um, yes, we're on the Instagram, the IG at the basin beard co. Um, and I'll be partnering with a couple, um, you know, farmers markets and a couple shows that, you know, we'll be a vendor at, but just okay. trying to get really my name out there in Arizona and you know, barbershops out there. So, okay. Well, this is a huge congratulations. Very exciting. And, you know, with the pandemic, a lot of pivoting, right. Restrategizing and uh, being creative, right. Being creative uh, and getting your name out there. Uh, social media is a great way to, to, to do that. Uh, and so I'll put all this information in the show notes so people can, uh, can, can look at the product. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we'll, we'll do that there. I remember one time, you know, for, for, for my, one of my birthdays, a couple of years ago, we went down to Bisbee and I want to, I want to say maybe this is a different trip, but something's coming to me right now. Or I remember, uh, one of my buddies bought some, like juniper bomb or something at in, in busy was that you and was that you guys I'm um not sure. it was, yeah it was beard oil from beard. that you know beautifully bearded man who's inspired this um uh-huh. yeah they that was beard balm uh or sorry beard oil excuse me and i think if you remember correctly too one of our friends right after we bought that um one of our friends got so excited he spilled the entire bottle on the on the <laughs> on the table oh no (laughs) the whole restaurant smelled like juniper but um it was an amazing scent yeah yeah i remember that scent yeah (laughs) juniper yeah that was that was kind of funny now talking a little bit a little bit about travel you know Mm -hmm. karen what's one of your you know favorite spots that you've traveled around domestically or or worldwide and, and and why oh boy um you know i'd say I say I'd answer that in twofold. Domestically, I'd say, you know, being a native of Arizona, I'd say uh, San Diego. Um, It's just one of those places that, you know, it's so close and you actually feel like, you know, you're in a whole different world, right? Um, Just beautiful weather going from, you know, 110, 115 degree summers to, you know, 60 degrees nights. Had something special that um, I've always taken my my boys every single year. It's tradition we have um, every year. Uh, San Diego this last year during COVID we actually went as a surprise trip I told them hey pack their pack your bags we're going somewhere you know enough of the stress of homeschooling and and everything Mm -hmm. we're we're going Um, so so San Diego domestically is important to me um, and you know really resonates my kids Um, but I'd say Brazil has probably made its mark on me as far as international travel Mm -hmm. Um, that place is just from the culture, the people, um, the landscape, just, it, it is something out of, you, you know, uh, a storybook as, you know, a destination that everybody should experience. And what cities would, would you recommend? Or where'd you go in Brazil and uh, what time of year? 
Oh gosh, we went, um, I mean, we went all over. We actually didn't go to, um, you know, the typical, you know, Rio de Janeiro, uh, yeah, kind of takes us back to a story of, um, how we got there too, which was, you know, we met an amazing crew in Coachella. We were camped right next to them. Coachella music um, festival, I... right. For the, for the <laughs> yes. listeners who haven't been or, or heard, heard mm-hmm. uh, about it. Tell us a little bit about Coachella and it's not too far, right. From Phoenix, right. No. And it was um, my first and only time. Cause it was a couple of years ago. And uh, you know, from experiencing just life, taking your stuff, taking yourself into a you know a weekend where you can live presently and appreciate the beautiful the beautiful people beautiful music and just everything that surrounds it It really takes you out of the normal day-to-day and allows you to just you know focus on the finer things in life um you know from different ways to to meet up and you know do yoga sessions in the morning or meditation and then just have amazing food and you know people that are all coming together for you know, the, the same reasons just to enjoy good music and enjoy, you know, each other's company. I feel like everybody leaves as friends. Um, that's how we, uh, went to Brazil a few months after. So amazing. Um, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. So, you know, just tying into that experience, um, you know, we met some friends that were camped next to us who traveled around the world to go to Coachella to experience Coachella. Mm-hmm. Um, and I taught him how to play Yahtzee and the rest was history. So six <laughs> months later, we're traveling around the world. <laughs> <laughs> to go see them um, and they were nice hosts and they showed you around. Did you fly into Brasilia? Is that where you flew into? We did. We did. The and capital of Brazil. That's right. And we had no plan, no itinerary, <laughs> you know, and that's like super uncomfortable for, for those who, you know, always need that plan of where are we going to stay. The structure. Right. Yeah, it's it was uncomfortable, but it was invigorating. And, you know, you went from we went from, you know, airplane to car to the back of a pickup truck to quads to a small boat taking you to what seemed like the end of the world (laughs) and just woke up in paradise. I mean, we went to places that some Americans have never gone before. Um, It's called Morare in Bahia. Um, And then we also went to uh, Santa Barbara. not Santa Barbara, California, but, and then Chapada, which, you know, full of amazing hikes, amazing beaches. And yeah, it's just when you, when you're walking down the beach, trying to look for a place to eat and you get invited by a family inside their home to cook you breakfast, it's, you know, that, that really coins the term of like family. So it's Brazilian style for you. Oh yeah, that, that's beautiful. You took me right there, right? What would <laughs> they serve you for breakfast? Um, they asked us uh, what we wanted. We don't speak Portuguese, but we had a fine friend who, who went with us, who was our, our amazing tour guide, Philippe, and he really paved the way for us. And um, you know, I think we had eggs. Uh, you know, that was that was enough for us. Brazilian you know. style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is a whole, um, which is totally different. Right. And then especially yeah, coming you know, off the, the beach, one... the water, right. Your mouth is salivating. Yeah. Like we had a, a newfound uh, epiphany for tapioca, which I thought was just something you put in, you know, puddings, mm-hmm. but it's actually a type of flour. Um, and it's, you know, uh, you cook it in the right way. I tried to do it myself when I got home. And of course I destroyed the entire thing of tapioca flour, but 
um, you cook it very thin, like almost like a crepe and you put all sorts of things in it and it's, you know, tapioca. It's um, amazing. Mm. It's just a very thin, like a cross between a tortilla and a, and a pancake, but I'm probably not even giving it enough credit, but yeah, kind of like a crepe almost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got to give it another try. I, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll uh, have to just invite Philippe over to, you know, come and teach me how to do it properly. And, and how was the flight? How was, uh, do you remember what time of year, what month you were going in? Weather was good. Yeah, we went in, um, October, a couple rainy nights, but you know, for the most part it was, you know, seventies, eighties, um, nothing, you know, earth shattering as far as, you know, uncomfortable weather. Oh, great. Um, so we stayed one night in a hostel that had no, no, there was a window, but there wasn't an actual window. It was like a hole in the side of the, um, you know, wall, but we were never uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, a great experience. And the flight was pretty good yeah. there and back. Yeah. It was, you know, I, I'm not a good sleeper on flights, but you know, catch a flick or something. Time goes by quick. Oh, well, that's beautiful. And then, you, you know, I know you mentioned San Diego and here, uh, the headquarters of the podcast is here in Phoenix, Arizona. So San Diego is about five hours drive away, maybe about an hour flight. Sound, sound about right? Mm -hmm. Four hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, what a beautiful, quaint little city. I mean, bordered with Tijuana, which is, even makes it more, uh, you know, electrifying and ominous and mm -hmm. uh, a lot of fun, um, especially if you're younger under the age of 21. Remember the, some of the days going over there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, a lot of, oh, yeah. lot of cool. Um, I mean, Cal Southern Cal is, is beautiful. So recommend to go really any time of the year at San Diego, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. Remember I was living, I lived there like three weeks, almost a month uh, during Christmas time, uh, right before Christmas, the first three weeks of December and saw the kind of like the, the Christmas holiday party um fireworks from the from the from the pier i forget what the name of the pier but or just in like the little uh bay near the airport mm -hmm. but yeah beautiful and beautiful times beautiful times now how nice to enjoy the holiday season too like christmas time when we all think of you know white flurries and you know um fireplaces to be on a beach too right yeah, it, it's great, and the and the Californians, especially the locals, they they know how to re relax, <laughs> right? They're <laughs> always on the, on the beach cruisers and, and having fun and trying new gadgets to uh, to simulate surfing or speed or w you, you name it. They're they're coming out with all these different mm -hmm. fun things uh, when they're riding around and um, having fun in the sun. Yeah. Uh, now I've been to Coachella a few times too, and you know that I that, that experience that you that you have is is unique. Especially you never know who's going to be next to you camping, right? Could be some just some mm -hmm. nice people you you'll be friends with for the weekend, but then it can turn out to lifelong friendships, right? Like Philippe, yeah. right? So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, next thing I want to ask you is about you know your music tastes right you love music uh what was one of your favorite bands or groups or artists when you were when you were very young you know very young before teenage or teenage years and you know also you know what 
did that influence you to who you like now? And what are some bands or artists that, you, that you're into today? I'd say, um, you know, I, I think you can relate in the Coachella um, experience that, um, you know, music can bring you so many thoughts, emotions, memories, and it's, you know, remembering the good, you know, part of, um, you know, our past and, and you relate it to songs and you relate it to maybe a time where you saw that concert. Um, when I was a kid, it was, you know, a mixed bag of you know, a little bit of punk rock and um, a lot of hip hop <laughs> and then a little bit of Mariah Carey and Celine Dion. So <laughs> I had my fair share of <laughs> mixed uh, um, bands I, I loved. I didn't go to many concerts per se, but I uh, did have a couple of Walkmans. I think I had an actual mini cassette player for a short period of time before the Walkman was created. Oh, yeah, you know, the yeah, little yeah, CD yeah definitely. Um, I remember, gosh, breaking that thing like multiple times. I feel like I went through five or six of those, <laughs> right? Like you drop it once, your CD falls out, and you're like, oh, man, I can't close it. But um, I'd say Mariah Carey was kind of my idol growing up. Um, so whenever I do karaoke, I'm either I'm either doing Mariah Carey or I'm doing Dr. Dre. So <laughs> That's just to show you how much, uh, how much of a um, range of, of music um, that brings me back to, you know, 90s. Do you like the Mariah Carey Christmas um, specials that she did last year? Did you watch that? You know, I really, I, I must be a failure because I didn't see that last year. <laughs> but I have heard her albums on Christmas and I think she does a pretty good job. Yeah, awesome. And it's kind of funny, a little, little quick side note here on the, on the mini Walkman, it just brings up a memory. I was walking, uh, I was traveling to, to Europe by myself and actually went on a little trip through work and then everyone flew home, but I stayed in, in uh, Barcelona, Spain and near Las Ramblas. It's a kind of famous, like, I don't know, three mile strip, uh, just going through beautiful you know, developments of museums, houses, restaurants, um, walk, you know, just artists painting, you know, every, everything. It's just, it's just beautiful. Uh, and I had a Walkman and I, I was listening to Jimi Hendrix ultimate experience. And I just listened to the CD like five times back and forth the whole, the whole album, like mm -hmm. five times on a walk and just walking around, I picked up a couple beers and just like, because in Europe you can drink and walk, right? Not a problem. Yeah. And down that street, I mean, it's just like electrifying, like people all around, all different. It's just amazing. So that mini Walkman brings me back. Thanks for reminding mm -hmm. me of that memory, Karen. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're welcome. You know, that's where I think, you know, music, you know, can do a lot of things for you. So, so you grew up in this mixed bag of different genres. Pretty, pretty amazing, <laughs> right? So what are you yeah. into today? Well, I think, um, you know, oftentimes, or at least I can say, you know, myself, maybe it's just me, maybe I'm the unique person that, you know, didn't think that any music existed beyond what was on the radio. Mm -hmm. So I never knew, like, <laughs> until you got on those, um, what was it, Napster or something, where you could, like, make your own CDs. Yeah. But still, you just find yourself, like, gravitating towards, like, what's on the Hot 100 mix, right? Um, so I think, uh, going to music festivals like Coachella or different places and, um, just expanding your horizons when it comes to, you know, um, like artists and, um, you 
know, before COVID, I remember just if I'm having a bad day or, you know, something's going on, I, you know, tell that beautifully, beautifully bearded man, like, let's just go check out a concert. Like, I don't care who it is. Just go and listen to music. And sometimes we'd, you know, find a new band that we liked, but it wouldn't be someone that we were necessarily looking forward to for months. Mm -hmm. So I think just expanding my horizons has got me out of the whole, I never listen to the radio now. Um, so I know that's a long-winded answer, but I absolutely wholeheartedly feel like Hot Chip is my favorite band of all time. Uh, I think you can never have a bad day listening to Hot Chip. Um, I think they're super uplifting, super positive, inspiring music that just makes you want to get up and dance. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I've seen, I've, I was fortunate. I've seen them live myself too. And uh, I, I was really into the Black Keys when, when Hot Chip was, was coming out. So, but, you know, a couple of years after I started getting into Hot Chip. But do you have a favorite album from them or a favorite song? Um, probably, well, gosh, I'd say favorite album, I think, in, your, in, our, in our heads, in your heads. I can't mm-hmm. remember. I'm not um, good at like the album covers, but. My favorite um, song uh, is, gosh, it just escaped me. Um, I don't know. It's some, it's some cutie song, what Andy would say. But, uh, gosh, it'll come to me. And you got me. Yeah, just uh, whatever um, comes to you. But In Our Heads is the album. Okay. Um, I think that's a good one. I actually don't think. Look at where we are. That's Look where what it we is. are. Okay. You hear that one? Look at where we are. Yeah. It's my favorite. Tugs on my heartstrings a bit. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes so people can uh, feel that, feel what you're feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a sweet song. Um, yeah. That and Cut Copy is kind of similar. Mm, yeah, Cut Copy yeah. from Australia. Kind of similar similar beats. Mm-hmm. What's nice about Hot Chip is like it's like an eight, ten-piece band sometimes, and, and when they are all on tune, which they always are, but when you really hear – like every uh, single instrument and every chord or every note or right. It's uh it's pretty powerful <laughs> and because it's not yeah. just you, you're like all these other dancing souls are, are around you just having being hit right. Cosmically in different ways. So mm-hmm. yeah. Recommend see hot chip. Cosmically. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's a good um, explanation. And then um, Rufus Del Sol. Oh yeah. I saw him. I saw him yeah, at uh, the Van Buren. Yeah. They're kind of, I feel like they're somewhat similar. But, yeah, some um, Hot Chip's just yeah. yeah, Hot Chip is I think like Hall of Fame uh level, right? Mm-hmm. Uh so boom, there you yeah. go. Cosmic Hall yeah. of Fame. <laughs> so, uh you know, Karen, we're coming towards the end of uh of of the show. And what's the best way for people to uh to get a hold of you? Um, well, personal email, um, I think you're going to put it in the notes, I believe, but, you know, Basin Beard Co. on Instagram, uh, I'm also on Instagram under Karen Nicole, and that's not with a K, it's C-A-R-Y-N, and then N-I-C-H-O-L-E, so I'm pretty active on Instagram, um, probably the best way to get a hold of me, I think you'll add the email in there as well. Yeah, I'll put that in there. And actually, there's another question here. What do you have a favorite book, you know, or documentary, movie, or any type of series you've been, you know, watching throughout the last year that you want to let listeners to uh, check out if they haven't? Um, I'd say 
you know, the series that I was into is over now, but it was something that really resonated with me because I'm always into like crime documentaries and the psychology of um, understanding how the mind works for those who may, you know, do the unthinkable. Um, so, you know, like things that are um, hard for us, people who have empathy and to understand, you know, um, feelings and you know, what's right and what's wrong, um, like serial killers. I don't know how, what nice. That's the name of, that's the name of, there of was, the series. Oh. No, it's, um, there's so many series on serial killers, but this one was mind hunters. Have you heard about that? Uh, I think so. I haven't watched it yet. I know sometimes oh, I, 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 it is, I freak myself out. Right. But no, no, this, <laughs> it's not going to give you nightmares. But yeah, so it's it's Mindhunters. What was it? Netflix, Amazon Prime, or HBO, or they're on uh, Netflix, and I think there's two seasons. There might be. I think there's two seasons. They're working on the third, but it's true stories of these FBI mm-hmm. agents who start studying the behavioral science and interview serial killers such as like Ed Kemper, Charles Manson, and they try to understand the how and the why to solve ongoing cases. And that it got so much controversy when they were trying to understand the minds of you know, how they work and why they did what they did, but it really helped them, you know, um, solve other cases to, to really, you know, take that private investigator work and associate, you know, behavioral science to it. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. And um, I don't know, it just ties into a little fun fact about me that I um, wanted to be a private investigator when I was a kid. Oh, wow. That's something we listeners didn't know about. Mm -hmm. I didn't know either. Private (laughs) investigator. Never know. Life's not too short. No, the mind hunters. All right. I'll have to check that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. And uh, here at uh, EWS electric world sessions, uh, we donate uh, $15. So, do you have um, uh, a charity <clears throat> or a small business or some type of uh, you know business that was you know impacted by by the pandemic? Uh, any essential workers? Uh, I like to donate uh, fifteen dollars. Um, do you have anything that comes to mind? Oh, that's so that's so kind of you. Um, you know, when I think of of my passions and um you know how, how to make a difference in communities i think about financial literacy uh, i find that you know with you know people having to homeschool or, or find different opportunities i feel you know there's still a need find for financial literacy and after a year it might set some children back and you know put a lot of pressure on parents so there's a lot of programs out there for finan- financial literacy that- does one come to mind um, goodness. Uh, I think there's, um, a few of them like junior achievement. I don't know if you've heard of mm-hmm. that before, but they do a lot with, um, I, I volunteered with them a few times and they do a lot in you know, helping bring financial literacy into the classrooms for free. Okay. Um, and having schools being able to, you know, um, participate in junior achievement, junior achievement of Arizona is what it's called. Okay, great. Yeah. I'll go on their website and I will look for like a donate uh, page uh, link and I'll, and I'll donate 15 bucks mm-hmm. in honor of you. 
Well, that is awesome. And I, uh, I would love to, you know, go in on that with you too. That's, uh, it'll be like our gift for this. Uh, okay, great. Yeah. Thank you. So <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll follow up with you on that. And if there's, you know, to the listeners out there, if there's one thing that you could recommend to people to live a better life, what would you, what would you tell people to start doing tomorrow? Oh boy. I would say, um, you know, enjoy the simple, enjoy the simple moments. Um, you know, take a moment to reflect on all of your senses as you can in any given time and allow yourself to be present. A lot of people always say, you know, focus on the present because you'll, you know, wish that you're in the present in your future self. But when you relate it to your five senses, are you feeling, are you hearing, are you seeing, do you really see the trees, you know, moving the wind? Do you really hear the birds sing? Um, you know, allow yourself to really feel that present moment. No, yeah, thank you very much. That's, that's amazing uh, because, you know, I, I, I follow kind of like a, a five, four, three, two, one um kind of like rule you could say it's just kind of like a a game not a game but just uh just an an awareness um activity to do when you're out there or either on a walk you know you 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 activate all your senses right and you try and listen see you know five things you know five things that you can see four things that you can uh hear three things that you can uh, you know, smell two things you can touch, one thing you can taste, right? So it's kind of like really activating those senses and uh, and being super aware. So it goes back to what you're saying, right? Yeah. It's it's just that 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 ease easiness of of the simple moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm inspired by your five, four, three, two, one, uh, too. So. <laughs> I think um, just remembering to allow yourself to be human. You know, we're constantly evolving and becoming better versions of ourselves every day. And with that, you, you know, you owe it to yourself to reflect on what you could have done better and, um, you know, having people around you that um, love you for who you are, but you got to love yourself too. And for that, we're, it's okay to be imperfect. All right. No, well, well, beautiful. Thank you for those for for those words. Thank you for being uh, my guest, my first guest of 2021. And uh, we are here a little bit mid February. And uh, yeah, thank thank you, uh, Karen, and uh, for all the listeners out there. We really appreciate you, uh, you know, listening. And I'll put all the all the Karen's information in the show notes and a few fun things in there about, you know, her favorite song from hot chip and, uh, her beard company that she started launching. So please go support her. And, um, I like to always finish my podcast with a, with a quote and kind of funny, you know, we were talking just, we were just talking about, you know, love. And so my quote for today is, uh, be drunk with love for love is all that exists by Rumi. So I'll read that one more time. Be drunk with love, for love is all that exists. So thank you, uh, Karen, and thank you, listeners. And um, till next time, have it, be safe and be well, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.